So Mark and I are getting ready for this quest, right? The house is on the market. We're getting ready to fly the nest. And one thing that we've mentioned, if you've listened to some of our other podcasts, is that we are looking for events around the country that you may know about that are family friendly and often can be food-based festivals, any kind of music festival, quirky is fun, you know, frog races, I don't know. The quirkier, the better sometimes. But here in the Northwest, it's a great place to live for our favorite kind of music is blues music. And I think we, I think we have the biggest blues festival west of the Mississippi is what I've heard. I think that's still the case. And I've gone up a couple of times for the Northwest Folklife Festival in Seattle to listen to dozens of live performances of music from all over the world. It's really fun because you can, there'll be like a circle of Indian drummers and then you'll walk a little further and there might be, oh, some South American flute players. And it's just amazing. Pretty much from all around the world. And wonderful food booths, like all kinds of ethnic foods. And I love seeing the creativity of the artisan booths. Just really fun. And so one year when I went up with my daughter to the Folklife Festival, on the way home from it, uh, we stopped by Renton to visit the grave of one of my favorite innovative blues guitarists, Jimi Hendrix. You're probably all familiar with the tragedy back in September of 1970 when he's only 27 years old and he's so gifted, and but he's found dead in the apartment of his girlfriend in London, England, having overdosed. Uh, it was a, such a sad waste of such a genius musically. There is much to be learned from this tragic life and death above and beyond the counsel of Just Say No. On the upside, Jimmy in some ways overcame all the many difficulties of his childhood and in doing so really demonstrated how any of us can use our abilities to rise above our disadvantages. And there's likely some truth that the greedy people that he befriended and hired contributed to his drug addiction so that they could have more control over his money. I mean, it's not the only time that that would have happened kind of a heads up for you and I that right before God says in 1 Corinthians 15 33 that bad friends will destroy you he says don't be fooled I mean sometimes it's those companions that are the ones fooling so that's something to take to heart but and I've heard people slam Nancy Reagan for her anti-drug just say no campaign but I wish Jimi Hendrix had said no What I think I personally and the broader population can learn from this tragedy and this death is this. And this is the main point of doing this podcast. Here's here's what my takeaway is from that life and death. Here's what my takeaway is. Making a regular diet of thrills beyond the natural capacity of the human mind and trying to artificially prolong them only perpetuates a cycle of destruction. I mean, this can happen to any of us. For all of us, our ever-increasing desire, for all of us, our ever-increasing desire for more rises like a buoy in the ocean in direct proportion to the rising intensity of our pleasurable experiences. 
Simply put, this world is not heaven, no matter how many lovers you have or psychedelic drugs you take. So how do we make the most of this life's experience? By allowing wisdom to teach us the difference between the areas of our lives in which we should excel still more, like 1 Thessalonians 4.10 talks about. I mean, there are areas that we should still excel more. And the other areas where we best be content, like Philippians 4, 11 through 13 talks about, to know when enough is enough. I mean, think of an area or two in your life where you battle craving more and more to your own hurt. For some people, it's pornography or fornication. There's a word you don't hear anymore. Buying things, video gaming. I mean, you probably know what it is. Our benevolent creator steers us toward the skill of learning contentment in all circumstances. Those who have acquired this skill can testify to the advantages of having a joy entirely non-dependent upon circumstances. Benjamin Franklin said content makes poor men rich. Discontent makes rich men poor. When it comes to the physical pleasures of this life, we are encouraged to pace ourselves. We've been warned in Proverbs 25, 16 that too much of a good thing will make us sick. Yes, life can sometimes be like a bag of Lay's potato chips, but those with the most abundant lives have learned to pace themselves and to think ahead because wisdom anticipates consequences. So on other fronts, God encourages us not to be content, but rather to increase and continually strive for higher ground. Philippians 4, uh, 3.14. For example, it is an all-you-can-eat banquet when it comes to collecting wisdom. So virtues such as faith and brotherly kindness and so on, 2 Peter 1, 5-8, are enjoyed without limits. So many earthly blessings are incredible. But we must never mistake them for the blessings of the next life, of which they are only a kind of echo. C.S. Lewis said it beautifully when he said, quote, If I find in myself a desire which no experience in the world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Probably earthly pleasures were never meant to satisfy it, but only to arouse it, to suggest the real thing. I must keep alive in myself the desire of my true country, which I shall not find until after death. I must never let it be snowed under or turned aside. I must make it the main object of life to press on to that other country and to help others do the same. Unquote. So we can conclude that all good things are from above and they're to be received with gratitude. Our creator intended us to love life and see good days in this life. And 1 Peter 3.10, we learn that happens by choosing good over evil as only he defines it. There's a lot of redefining going on in the world right now where good is called evil and evil is called good. It's God's world. He gets to define what is good and what is evil, and we are wise to align ourselves with how God defines it, not how current culture defines good and evil. Still, 
only heaven is heaven and your soul like Jimi Hendrix's soul and everyone else's whether they realize it or not is yearning for a better country a heavenly one we can both love life and set our minds on things above so he allows both the pains of this life and our most joyous little moments to whet our appetites for the next life with him psalm 1611 reminds us in thy right hand are pleasures forever for those who live in righteousness it is said in the scriptures this amazing reality god is not ashamed to be called their god for he has prepared a city for them. Hebrews eleven sixteen. Can you even imagine? Don't miss heaven for anything, loved ones. It is better than anything and everything you'll sacrifice to be in the eternal presence of his glory. Thanks for listening.